On today's episode, we're gonna talk about all of the numerous ways that Amazon sellers can do split testing to get direction on key aspects of your listing, branding, and other things that could have a huge impact on your bottom line. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Serious Sellers Podcast by Helium 10. I am your host, Bradley Sutton, and this is the show that's a completely BS-free, unscripted, and unrehearsed, organic conversation about serious strategies for serious sellers of any level in the Amazon world. We've got from this side of the world, you know, sometimes I say, oh, here's a seller or here's a person from the other side of the world, but I got somebody who's probably a couple hours away from me here in California, <laughs> Justin, co-founder of PickFood. Justin, how's it going this morning? I'm doing great. Yeah. Happy to be on the show again. Yes. Yes. It's been up almost two years since you've come on. You know, we've, we've been talking about, you know, pick foo for, for so long and it's so cool to, to be able to announce that, you know, we have those functionalities uh, inside of helium 10 now under helium mm -hmm. 10 audience. But uh, today I just wanted to really just do like a, a deep dive into all the reasons why somebody should use a, a program like this and talk about, you know, maybe some personal things and stories and ones that I've done personally and, and you know that you know about about people who have had success. And so let's just hop right into it. You know, Pickfu like how long have you guys been uh, around now? Yeah, Pickfu's been around uh, a long time. It's uh it's a side it was a side project that my co-founder John and I built uh, years ago when we were building a different business. And you know, I I'm a colorblind um <laughs> developer, so uh my opinion on design is is not always great and so we built Pickfu to get unbiased feedback on a redesign that we were working on. And so um, it provided a lot of value to us when we were building um, our other business. And so we kind of figured that other other entrepreneurs would also benefit from it. So that's that's kind of where the origin of the product came from. And that was years ago, um, you know, before FBA was a thing. Um, yeah. And so it, it really only took hold uh, with the Amazon in e-commerce space probably what, a couple of years ago um, when it was on the AMPM podcast. Yep. Yep. Would it be safe to say that it's not like you uh, and your your co-founder there had Amazon sellers just in mind as soon as you create this. Like you said, you, it was mainly for yourself. But, you know, when, when you first even knew that you were going to to start sharing this, you know, out there. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming neither of you guys were selling on Amazon at the time, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Um, the the whole market of Amazon sellers was it was new to us. It was a interesting learning experience, just um, understanding um, what FBA was and is, and, um, you know, kind of the issues that all the sellers have. And I think the more that we researched it and, and started understanding uh, the journey of a seller, like there's, there's so many opportunities for testing. Um, there's so many important decisions that sellers are making on a daily basis that really should have some kind of data behind it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And do you remember that light bulb moment like where you're like, where all of a sudden it started trending. I mean, was it that podcast that, that it started blowing up or like before then people would like email you saying, oh, this was great for, for Amazon. I mean, I'm assuming there had to have been something because it, Manny had to have discovered you guys uh, somehow himself. Yeah. Yeah. There were already a few customers that were doing it. And, uh, you know, we just thought they were selling stuff on their own store or whatnot. And um, I think after, um, I think there was someone that was probably in the Helium 10 group or something that mentioned it to Manny, um, an existing customer. 
And so, uh, yeah, that that's kind of when it clicked and, and we discovered that, oh, okay, there are a lot more than the, the, the customers that we had. And so it did make a lot of sense, uh, especially since a lot of sellers are selling a lot of different products. There's a lot of things that you're iterating on. Um, and a lot of times you're not necessarily the, your target customer, right? Like it's, sure. you're, you're selling what's, what's maybe interesting or trending or where the opportunity is. And so it's even more important than to, to get feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, let's talk about some success stories, you know, like uh, I'll, I'll talk about some things that, that I've done, you know, people have seen me, you know, uh, on Project X, we we, we mm -hmm. highlighted Picfu on on the coffin shelf and the egg tray and different things. But but let's go a bigger scale. You know, th those are just small products. But you know, I'm sure you've had some bigger customers even. And it doesn't matter what what size of the, the customer. Are. We'll, we'll talk about people of all sizes. But I'm just curious, like what's like one of the stories that sticks out the most where where uh, you know somebody running a Picfu poll just gave somebody some like astronomical uh, benefits to their bottom line. You ever heard of anything like that from your customers? Yeah, yeah. We were at a conference uh, kind of early on and someone was, I think they were selling journals um, and they really didn't know what color to stock. You know, this is a, this a common issue, right? You're, you're going to sell a few variations of, of, of your product. And so um, they tested it. They were, I think they were going to do just like kind of a mix of all of them. Right, which is you know that's a that's a good approach, but uh, they tested on Picfu and it was kind of overwhelming in in one color, and so I think they just stocked all of that color and it it sold out, and so um, you know that's awesome. Like you're not you're not sitting around with inventory that that didn't sell, and so I think that feedback was really helpful to them to make sure that they had the right confidence to to choose the color to stock. Um, obviously there are other colors that that might sell as well, but you know you can't argue with uh, selling out of of that first batch uh, immediately. Um, another one, we, we did a, a case study with a, a, a CPG brand called Yes Bar. They're kind of like um, one of those, you know, protein bar type things. And uh, super simple main image test. Um, you know, we didn't, they, they agreed not to change anything about their, their title and all the other listing aspects. And, and they just, they ran a few pick food polls, just altering their main image, um, uh, adjusting like the positioning of the product and, you know, how things were laid out. And just from a couple tests like that, um, making that change, they, sh they saw an immediate 12% increase in, in sessions. And, you know, the pick food, the pick food test costs like 85 bucks, right? So like super high return and, you know, that's just going to continue to to perform well. So um, those, those are like some pretty simple ones. Obviously we've got a bigger case study with Thrasio um, where they've rebranded their, um, uh, I think it's their marquee product, the Angry Orange uh, Pet Deodorizer, using PicFu and um, yeah, using using that uh, the results of that test, they were able to relaunch uh, the Angry Orange brand. Um, you know, it went from a couple of million to I think now it's like a. At the time that we last uh, did the case study, it was a twenty million dollar revenue brand, uh, just based off the the rebranding and being able to launch new product lines off uh, the new branding that they created. Um, and validated with PicFu. Cool, cool. That's great. Now, I think a lot of people, when they know about PicFu and now the new Helium 10 audience, they understand the basic concepts uh, of split testing. But and then the the main thing I think that would come to people's mind is let me you know test a main image, and sure. rightfully so. You know that's probably one of the the most no brainer things to start uh, mm -hmm. out with is you know that main image is so important on an Amazon listing because you know 
that's the first and sometimes only thing uh, somebody might see in the in mm -hmm. the search results. You know that your title and your image right there. And if you don't catch our uh, attention, and the competitors do, you might not even get a click on your listing. What I'd like to do right now is is you give me something that you know Amazon sellers can and should use with PicFu or Helium 10 audience. And then mm -hmm. let me see how fast I can come up with a scenario in which they could use it. For example, you would just say main image. And then I'm going to say kind of like what I just did about, you know, how, how you would, you know, uh, show three different white background images and, and see which one would catch the most attention. So, so sure. after main image, what would you say is the next thing that, that people most uh, can use a uh, pick for? Yeah. So I guess along the lines of main image, you would probably do titles. Okay. Title. Let me see. Yeah. All right. So. I can definitely, I've used that myself. I will, how, as an Amazon seller, I would have, you know, different uh, keywords at the beginning, especially since Amazon truncates titles on mobile and on, and on desktop, I would test which keywords are at the beginning, perhaps like, hmm. you know, that would, that would catch somebody's attention. And, and that's actually part of something, you know, a big podcast series I've been doing lately called the Maldives honeymoon is is how important the the keywords are in the title as far as your search rank goes. And so if you, that's important. Yeah. Like, hey, let me get some important keywords that are in my title for my listing. But guess what? You know, maybe you're making the algorithm happy, but if you're choosing keywords that don't make sense or that it seems keyword stuffed and are not appealing to your target market, well, guess what, guys? You might be shooting yourself in the foot because the, the Amazon algorithm is not the one who's going to buy your product. It's, it's a buyer. So you want to make the buyer happy too. So absolutely title, I think is super important. What else, what else you got? Uh, description. All right. You, you tell me how, how people have used description. I, I, that's something I haven't used uh, PicFu for. Yeah. I mean, you could, you could do uh, just variations of descriptions that you're thinking about. Um, so just, you know, testing A versus B. You could do uh, bullet points and have each option be a bullet. And, you know, when you're testing multiple things with this tool, uh, our respondents actually rank their their preference. So, you know, that way you can make sure that your most important bullets are are at the top, right? Like you could you could put every option as a different bullet and and just see what the ordering, and you could drop off a few of them, like the ones that that aren't performing well. So, I think that's an interesting way. Um, and going back to titles, actually, um, you know, for all these tests, it's it's not just testing your own variations against each other, right? Obviously, you you want to iterate on on different ideas that you have, but in the end, testing it against the competitor's titles or the competitor's descriptions or the competitor's main images, that's ultimately what, you know, the final test is going to be on Amazon, right? So don't forget to, okay, like, don't be just be happy, like, oh, you know, we, we came up with a local maximum of like this title and it's, it's one, all, <laughs> one against all the other variations we came up with. Now let's pit it against what they're actually going to see in the uh, Amazon search results pick some of the top uh, competitors and, and test it against them. Okay. All right, cool. Um, something on your website I had seen before too, and that was kind of uh, new to me is, is brand. So there's another one that I don't have experience on. So, you know, maybe you can share how, how Amazon sellers have actually used PicFu for, for, I mean, I'm assuming it, is it, is it their, their image or, or their brand name or. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all of the above. I mean, it's uh um, the, the brand name that they may sell a product under. So a lot of times they may describe what they're, what they're going to be selling and then ask, uh, you know, which brand do you like, which brand name do you like? 
after you settle on the brand name, you would test the logo. Um, I mean, this is all if you're starting from scratch. Um, we actually had a customer recently who wrote in and said that he was planning to do a whole new brand for a, a product that he was going to do. But he decided to like, well, let me test to see if the, the brand that I already have like would work with this product. And it actually tested very well. So he, he told us that he saved a ton of money and not having to go through the whole process because he kind of validated with PicFu that the existing brand he had would actually fit really well with the, the new product that he was thinking about. So that was an, a really interesting uh, validation. Um, but yeah, if, if you think about any, any aspect of, of starting a new business or a company, um, the naming, um, the, the logo, if, if you're planning to have a, a domain for maybe a standalone site, like obviously testing out the domain names as well, that's a really popular use case across all, all of our entrepreneur customers. Okay, cool. Okay, here's the one that when, when I saw, when, when we first launched Helium 10 Audience, this is something that I didn't even see in PicFu before. You know, maybe it's in, in your mm -hmm. new refresh, but one of the mm -hmm. options was, and this it doesn't necessarily have to be only for Amazon sellers. Maybe, maybe it's not for Amazon sellers, but voiceover. Mm -hmm. What's that about? Yeah, so you can, you can test all kinds of different media options, uh, not only text or image, but you can actually upload video or audio clips. And so... Um, you know, obviously, if you're working on video variations, you could test those. Uh, but yeah, a, a lot of times when you have video, you, you do have a voiceover. And so we've used this um, ourselves even when we've been creating explainer videos and that kind of stuff. You know, we'll, we'll get some talent on, you know, voice.com or Fiverr or, or whatever. And we'll test it uh, against PicFu and see, like, you know, we'll have them read the same snippet of, um, of text and just see what our uh what our audience likes and that's actually how we've chosen uh, the voiceovers for a lot of our videos and so uh that's a great way you could you could test out different video um thematic approaches right like maybe it's a uh like a, a fast paced one or maybe it's a little bit slower and you know you could have your uh your your video guy kind of test out different variations there yeah so it's a lot of different opportunities there with different media okay cool cool Let's see, what about when I see it talks about website? Like, are you talking about the, they're testing different URLs or you're actually sending people to like different websites, flash pages and they're picking it or, or what, what was the website option? Uh, yeah, so there, there's a couple of different ways you could you could test a uh, website and, and website could be like your Amazon listing, right? You don't, you don't necessarily have to have a, a, a separate standalone website. Um, an easy way to do this, especially if you don't have uh, any variations or any idea of what you want to improve, that you could just do kind of a kind of like an audit of your existing Amazon listing and just put your URL there. Uh, you don't have to compare it against anything. I think that's another thing that most people don't know about PicFu is that you can just get open-ended feedback. You don't have to always compare A versus B. So if you just do one option and say, "Hey, take a look at this listing for you know uh, coffin shelves," and what what questions or concerns do you still have? And so what they'll do is they'll, they'll click over, um, you know, they're not supposed to take any action. So don't ask them to like click on helpful or buy something or whatever. They're only supposed to look at things and we direct them to do that. But they can take a look at it. They can look at your images. They can read through the copy. And it's really interesting because it'll surface um, areas that maybe you thought you were, you know, addressing, but maybe not enough, right? So people may ask like, oh, you know, is this, is this washable? Like, is this edible? Whatever, like all these questions will come up and maybe you need to just focus more uh, attention to the description. Maybe you need a secondary image that kind of highlights uh, 
certain aspects. And so it's a really good way just to, to get ideas of, okay, it's, it's kind of like when you're sitting next to a customer and they're looking through your listing and they're confused. Like this is, this is exactly that, right? For 50 random people. Okay. So let's see your, your turn. G- give, give me something uh, that people use. Uh, packaging. Packaging, packaging. Okay, I haven't used that, but absolutely, I I can completely see that. That's actually something that's harder to change than a lot of these other things. You know, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, like we we talk about, you know, title and brand and image. And even if we were, you know, split testing on a live, you know, uh, a live listing, like once we get the data, like boom, I'm gonna snap my fingers and and I'm gonna just switch it over, and I have not lost. You know, it's not gonna take me much investment. But if you just go with your own packaging guys and it's not great and you you find that out i mean how much is that going to cost you to like scrap all your other packaging or you're just going to have to wait until all the packet you know the thousand two thousand five thousand units you have in amazon are all sold out before you can redo it and that that whole process takes like two or three months you know so imagine if you found out that you know what another kind of packaging is 50 percent better or more appealing to customers mm-hmm. than your original packaging this is great before you even make the the packaging guys, you know, do two, exactly. do three options. You know, people talk about what's that website? Is it 99 designs or something that people? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where you can, where you can like get a whole bunch of submissions, you know, so use a website like that or have your designer, maybe you've got a, your own designer on staff and mm-hmm. then have them make a few options, throw it up on, on PicFu. And then, you know, if, if all of them are kind of like a similar score, like here, the, you know, they all got a score of 50. Well, you know that, Hey, your designer is actually pretty good. And, and <laughs> no matter which way you go, you, you'll be good. But the, there's a lot of situations where I bet one of your packages is just going to like have double the uh, positive reaction uh, as the others. And so this is the perfect thing to not do after the fact, but before yes. you even start, uh, I really like that one. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and definitely don't forget to test that those designs against your competitors, right? Because even, mm. even if they're all equally good against each other, maybe one of them will stand out differently when you, you know, do the search and find all the competitors that you are going to be competing against, right? Like that, this is the ultimate test and, and test it out against your competitors. And there are so many products that packaging is, is really what matters the most, right? And nutritional supplements is, is one where packaging is, is such a, a key factor, right? Because there are, you know, they're very similar, right? If you're searching for protein powder or something like that, and you're scanning through so many different variations, um, packaging is usually the first thing that catches your eye. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, here's one, advertising. Like what, mm-hmm. what how have, uh, I mean, are we talking, you know, like the, the copy on your sponsored display ad, or is this more general for off Amazon advertising, or how do people use PickFu for advertising, uh, split testing? Yeah, uh, both of those things. So yeah, definitely, definitely copy. Um, but I, I would say that this is more for um, off advertise, uh, off off platform advertising. If you're going to be doing um, display ads or anything like that, and you're you're working on marketing creatives, a lot of times people will ask if uh, not only you know iterating to see if which one looks good, but um, there's a, there's an interesting question that we've seen a lot of advertisers ask. That's um, does this. Uh, asking if it resonates, like, is, you know, I'm trying to go for trustworthy, like, does this, you know, does this, uh, marketing creative, like, you know, resonate with you as, as, as a trustworthy company or something like that. So I think it's very interesting to just do an open-ended test sometimes on, on these things. And you can do that for main images or even infographics as well. But like, if you're going for some kind of emotion 
then that's an interesting way to test it is like, hey, does this does this make us look like a trustworthy company or a, you know, a caring company, whatever it is that you're trying to go for. Okay, cool. These have all been pretty serious ones, but but Piku is also kind of fun too. Like, uh, let me just share a, a fun thing, a couple of the fun things that I've done recently. I I put out a Helium 10 audience poll uh, with a picture of me, mm. with a picture of Kevin King, yeah. and a picture of Tim Jordan, and said, hey, if these three were offering you to, to teach you how to sell on Amazon, mm. which one would you, or, or, or who, who would you want to uh, be your instructor the most, or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> Any guesses who won? If you were on the other side of that PickFu audience, uh, who would you have chosen? I'll pick Tim. And that's the one who won, guys. Tim Jordan <laughs> nice. won. And it was hilarious to see the responses. You know, like uh, for me, people were like, oh, yeah, this is we want to pick him because he's such a young and tech savvy uh, <laughs> looking guy. And this and that. I was like, yes, my 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 backwards hats is actually working, you know, for, for what I wanted. But but that, you know, actually brings up another point is that the way that pick through an audience work, it, it's not you're not going to have a bunch of bots out yeah. there. Who are just like you know picking random eeny meeny miny mo a b or c and then just doing this kind of like mindlessly talk about what are the requirements on the other side you know your audience yeah. that is being pulled what are you guys telling you know that that's a side that we don't actually see you know, on, the, yeah. on the seller side but like what are the requirements for them to get paid because they're, they're all getting paid to do this right yeah, that's right. So, so we're tapping into a, a panel of uh, U.S. respondents, and uh, we do pay them a stipend for their participation in answering the uh, the polls. Uh, they're required to agree to a non disclosure agreement, so so that your you know your creative assets are protected. Um, and we we instruct them to do it very quickly, actually. And so um, that's why we we tell people like you know this isn't this shouldn't. You shouldn't link off to like some 20 question survey or go ask them to watch like, you know, some like 30 minute movie or something like the whole point is that it, these are like a snap uh, judgments, right? Like you're, you're trying to understand very quickly uh, what's going to appeal to people. So we do tell people try to try to do it as quickly as possible. There is, a, there is a timer as well. And so they're, they're trying to do things quickly, but they do have to give a written explanation why. And that is a kind of the most important aspect of their response. And so with that written explanation, we're able to judge uh, both with machine learning and with uh, with human editors whether or not they're kind of genuine in their responses. And so we we do put all of our responses through uh, quite a bit of validation to make sure that people aren't just saying like, you know, this is best or something like that. Like that's not very helpful, right? So we're we're trying to make sure that they're giving a true explanation why. And, um, you know, we routinely kick people off the platform that aren't abiding by it. So, um, any, any feedback that people give us on our responses, like feeds back into the system and, um, yeah, it helps, helps make it a better experience for everyone. All right, guys, quick break for the BTS Bradley's 32nd tip. Here we go. All right. This was just launched on Amazon a couple of weeks ago and people have always asked, like, how can I see who's left me a bad review or can I contact somebody who left me a bad review in order to have a chance to make it right? Well, before the answer was always, no, you can't do that. You can't find it. Amazon protects everybody, but no longer. Uh, if you're a brand registered guys, go into your brand dashboard and our customer reviews 
anybody who's left a one, two, or three-star review, uh, you are now able to contact them with the help of Amazon. You can even find the order that resulted in that bad review, and you can offer them a refund. You can offer them a replacement. You can just start dialogue on how to fix the problem. This is unprecedented. It's something that Amazon sellers have been asking for for a long time that just came on. So guys, make sure to take advantage of that. If you want more details on how to actually do that, go to helium10.com forward slash blog, helium10.com forward slash blog. I wrote a big article with instructions on how to do that. Just type into the search articles function, how to contact customers who left you a bad review, something like that, and that uh, instructions will come up. So guys, take advantage of this. This is a great move by Amazon to help you deal with those negative reviews. I think we've talked about most of the the more common use cases and even some uncommon, but let's go to the more uncommon. Like what are some kind of unique uh, things that maybe aren't even advertised as an option on PickFu and audience uh, as far as, uh, you know, a use case of how to, you know, or how to, or what to pull. What are some, some unique use cases that you have uh, heard of that maybe we haven't talked about today? Yeah, I mean, I think it could it could really be any aspect that's creative. I mean, um, one that we I don't even think is listed on um, on our pole builder is you know just like simple things like product inserts. I know a lot of people do stuff like that, um, and obviously that design matters, and you're you're making a lot of creative decisions there. Um, we use it internally for anything creative as well. So you know we're we're going to prosper. Um, and we're going to be at the booth right next to you guys. And all of the all the stuff that we designed for Prosper, obviously, we threw it through PicFu um, just to test out designs and and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, really anything that you're going to be uh, printing or producing, and you're putting some creative thought behind it, it could go through PicFu. So, um, you know, I think your your profile picture one was a, a good example. We actually see people do that for LinkedIn all the time. Actually, testing. LinkedIn profile pictures, or it could be your, your online dating pictures, um, kind of anything that you're going to be putting out there where perception matters. We see all kinds of interesting products, obviously, uh, coming through. Um, and they, they kind of run the gamut from, obviously, we've got a lot of industries from, from authors to, to mobile games. But even in the product side, we've, you know, adult products come through and romance novels. And so all, all, kinds, of, <laughs> all kinds of fun things uh, are, are being tested. <laughs> are they testing like the the cover like should we oh, yeah. use Fabio for the cover what's that about yeah a lot, a lot of cover tests testing uh different models uh you know obviously for romance novels it's kind of like nutritional supplements right like you got to have a good cover that catches the imagination so we see a lot of that kind of testing um yeah super creative interesting interesting now i mean something you were just talking about just actually stirred up my creative juices let me, let me run something, a, a scenario by you here. You talked about at, at the booth, you know, how mm -hmm. we'll be at Prosper. So first of all, guys, if you're listening to this before July 13th, uh, make sure to come out to Vegas, even if it's last second, guys. I'll tell you one thing right now, uh, a quick story time. My entire life, professional life was changed uh, by going to an Amazon conference last second. You know, way back in 2016, I was literally listening to a podcast and I had just left uh, the company I was working for. And, and they were like, Hey, you know what, here's a, here's a special, you know, to come to this event, it's like $900 and, and we'll give you like $200 off and it's in Chicago. And, and I was like, you know what, let, let, let's do this. And so mm -hmm. I just went to the, dropped everything, went to that uh, two day 
conference, Amazon conference, and it pretty much changed my whole perspective. I had no idea what Amazon yeah. selling on Amazon could do until I went to that conference. And I was like pretty poor at the time. I even slept in my rental car because I didn't want to get a hotel in Chicago. It's kind of expensive. And, and that just like set me on this journey. You know, I made connections there that, you know, I still have to this day. And you never know guys what, what going to an Amazon conference can do. So what Justin was talking about there about how we're, we're, we're at the Prosper show and they have the booth next to ours. That's in Vegas. It's on July uh, 13, I believe is the first day. So I'm not sure if this coupon is going to work last second, but give it a try, guys. Go to helium10.com forward slash Prosper. You might get $100 off the uh, Prosper show. But even if you can't, I, I still suggest, you know, coming. And we will also have a, a big social where there will be a, a few hundred Amazon sellers. Justin will be there. I'll be there. Um, that's on the 13th. So if you guys want to take a selfie with Justin, um, go to helium10.com forward slash rock out forward slash rock out. And you can get tickets to that helium 10 social. But anyways, the thing that, that stirred my, uh, imagination there was, I remember before talking about conferences. Um, I think it might've been at the woman's empowery conference, uh, a while, but I don't even know if you were there, Justin, probably not. I mean, I don't even know why I was there. It was a woman's conference. I remember you guys were doing like live. It was so funny. You guys were doing like live, like pick food polls. You had this big cardboard cutout. Yeah. Yep. That was like a fake pick food kind of like frame. Yeah. And then you would like take pictures with people. And then what you would do is you actually uploaded that picture or like the pictures of three people to a live pick food audience. Yep. And then like it, you did funny things like, who would you most rather punch or, or something? Yeah, I think yeah, I think we had one with you. Uh, who would win in a bar brawl or something like that? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of stuff like that. But it got me thinking, like uh, something that I haven't really uh, dove much into, um, actually at all, is is what is it called? I think Amazon Live, where mm. you know Amazon sellers can go live, uh, you know, almost like kind of QVC style, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. talking about their products. But guys. If you are one of those who are going live, that is something that could get engagement way up. You know, like once you start getting the audience, you know, as you're live, you know, throw up something like, hey, guys, how would you much most rather use this? And then we're going to run a PickFu audience on this or we're going to run a Helium 10 audience uh, or a PickFu poll. And and let's see those of you who are live on the chat, which one do you think is going to win? And, mm -hmm. and then at the end of this broadcast, uh, because these things actually, you know, like within an hour, most of the time, you'll have yeah, all 15, yeah, 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. Yeah. 30 minutes to an hour. You'll have all the replies. But there's another use case that we just invented right here. I don't even think that anybody's used this before, but anybody using Amazon Live, see how you can run a live poll while you're live and then use that to get like some engagement with the, the viewers actually on Amazon Live. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Any other uh, use cases you can think of? Uh, well, you know, it's funny because along those lines, we actually do see a lot of agencies, uh, they'll run live tests during their meetings with their clients just to show that, you know, the, the creative uh, output that they've created does test better, right? Because a lot of times they just want to prove it like, oh, you know, maybe the customer is skeptical. They like, they kind of like the, uh, the version that they already came up with. But when the, uh, the agency or the consultant comes in and they create this new design, they, they want to prove it. And so they'll just start a pick food poll. You know, maybe it's a 30, 60 minute meeting and they'll just start at the beginning of the, the meeting and say like, hey, here's what we did. And here are the 50 people who are validating that, that it is better than what you have. And that's always, that's always a really fun use because, you know, it blows everyone's minds and um, it makes the agencies look great. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know one of the things that people 
when, when I'm when I'm invited on other people's podcasts or webinars or things is, is a common question is, hey, Bradley, you know, what do you see as one of the biggest mistakes that that Amazon mm. sellers make? And mm -hmm. I think one of the things, probably one of the top three answers that, that I give is that that Amazon sellers are are usually too too haughty and, and mm. they think that they know everything about their product and and they think that they're the experts yep. and and they don't need to ask anybody for any help. And and I see that as a problem always because it doesn't matter how you use your own product or your own perception. Hey, yeah, yeah. great. Be passionate about your product. You know, become an expert in your product. But at the end of the day, don't rely on your own knowledge because the way that you search for products, the way that you, yep. you know, the color that you like for packaging, you know, the title that most would resonate with you is not always the same as what overall your target audience uh, would be would be interested in. So guys, don't rely on your own intuition. You know, I'm not saying don't use your own intuition. I mean, you yeah. you got to be savvy, you know, as an entrepreneur, <laughs> but always validate it, guys. And you know what? Sometimes, guess what? Your intuition is going to come to be right. But hey, yeah. if it's going to cost me 50, 60, 70 dollars to go validate that, you know, I guarantee you, you know, if you do 10 of these, half the time what you might have picked is probably not what the majority of your target audience is going to pick. So guys, don't rely on your own knowledge. Use, you know, either pick for an audience to, to, to do that. And speaking of that, we didn't even talk about this, but I, I just mentioned uh, there, you know, your target audience. Talk about some of the targeting that you can do inside of, of audience or inside of PickFu to really just make sure that you're not asking a 75-year-old, you know, man. <laughs> Uh, about the color of of women's underwear, you know, that they would most like or something like that. So like, how can you target who is even responding to the polls? Yeah, so so by default, it will do kind of general audience first come first serve. But yeah, you can do targeting on all kinds of different demographic and behavioral traits. So um, obviously, age is a, age and gender is a huge one uh, for most products. Uh, but we also have things like uh, behavior. So do they drink beer? Do they uh, drink wine? Do they take nutritional supplements or beauty products, beauty products, um, kind of all these different kinds of things. Exercise frequency is, is a, is a popular one. And so, um, you know, all kinds of different behaviors are targetable and that will definitely help you hone in on the, your target audience and the feedback that you're looking for. If there's not a audience, uh, here that, that you think would be suitable, like obviously you can let us know and, and we'll try to build it. But a lot of times you can, you can kind of back out of it, right? Like maybe we don't have, um, you know, rad rodeo attendees, which was actually, uh, <laughs> someone asked us like, Oh, do you have people, can I target people who attend rodeos, which would be awesome, but no, we don't. Um, but maybe you can kind of extrapolate, all right, like who attends rodeos and, and, and maybe try to go by some of the demographic traits or, or something like that. So, you know, you can, you can approximate it sometimes, even if you, you can't get the exact audience that you need. Um, but the, the last point I'll say about that is that sometimes people make the, the opposite problem and they, they think they're, they know their audience too well, kind of like what you were saying about making the decisions around, um, you know, the product itself, but, oh, I assume this is my audience. Well, you know, if you start going too niche, like you may be, you may be uh, gathering feedback and too, too a narrow of an audience. And so I, I always tell people to, you may want to step back and, and kind of be a little bit more open about it because, you know, there are some products where the purchase, the purchaser is not always the user and, and, and that kind of thing. Right. So 
you kind of need to keep an open mind about who your potential audience, who the buyer is going to be, and then who's actually you. Yeah, excellent, excellent, excellent point there. Um, a super important guy. I mean, we we actually, I actually gave this one of my BTSs, my Bradley's thirty second tips a few weeks ago about about well, how do I even know who my target audience is if it's something that's not completely obvious, guys? Uh, how would you even know? Well, here's the thing: like coffin shelf, you know, mm-hmm. like. I mean, I know somebody who likes gothic things. Obviously, it would be in the coffin shop. But is it? Does it skew by gender? Does it skew by age? Mm-hmm. Does it skew by education level? Like, I wouldn't know those things offhand. So what I did was I went into my brand analytics on on Amazon since I've got brand registry, and I was able to see my existing. You know, I've been selling for a year already. Mm-hmm. I was able to go in there and see, like, wow, it's actually you know uh, females from the ages of 20 to 30 who actually have college degree. Like I, it gave me all of this information that I can actually filter by in Helium 10 audience or PickFu so mm-hmm. I can really hone in on that target market and, and get very relevant. Because yeah, if you don't use these filters, yeah, you you might have somebody giving you their their honest opinion, and it's probably a good opinion on it, but they're not even the people who are who are seeing your, your product. So, so guys, don't just think this is just a, let me click two buttons and I'm gonna get the exact answer. You can actually go wrong yeah. by using audience and pick food if you're not doing it in, in the right way. So, I mean, for me, the most no brainer thing, like uh, if you're an Amazon seller and you're trying to use pick food or audience, the, the first filter I always choose every single time, which one do you think that is? <laughs> Amazon prime shoppers, <laughs> Amazon prime shoppers. That's so yeah. cool that you guys have that. I was like, Hey, you know, my customers are Amazon prime members. So like, exactly. I want to make sure that th- this person who is responding here is an Amazon uh, mm-hmm. Prime member, but but don't stop there, guys. You know, in most cases, you can go a little bit deeper. Like, unless maybe you're talking about brand or or something just like you know very general. But even even in that case, like maybe I only want people commenting on my 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 brand lo- or logo or something who who are in my my target audience. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, you know, uh, Justin, the the last question that I think everybody always has is, you know, we've got a lot of international customers here. So, what's the plan for Helium Ten audience or PickFu to be able to to start polling uh, customers in other countries, be it Japan or be it for Amazon, Germany, UK, yeah. et cetera? Yeah, I mean, that's that's actually the the main thing on a roadmap right now is international expansion. So uh, I don't have a, a time frame for you yet, but just, just mm-hmm. know that we are working on it. Cool, cool. All right, guys, if, if you're w- wanting to get more information, obviously, if you are already a Helium 10 member, just go into your your dashboard and mm-hmm. and hit listing optimization and Helium 10 audience is right there. You can start it up. It's it's a separate fee. You don't have to subscribe to it uh, at all. Um, it's the same you know cost as if you were on PickFu.com. Mm-hmm. If you're completely new to this concept, you want to just find out a little bit more about it, go to Helium10.com forward slash tools forward slash audience. And if people want to maybe reach out to your team uh, Justin, to get some more information or maybe give you some ideas or yeah. ask more questions, how can they find you on the interwebs out there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they can just, uh, they can write into us at pickfu.com, P-I-C-K-F-U.com. Um, they could always reach out to me on LinkedIn um, or, yeah, on Facebook. Awesome, awesome. Justin, thank you so much for joining us. Um, it's going mean, to, we're just starting on this journey here together now with Helium 10 Audience. It's going to be great to like a year and a half from now uh, look back and and see. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna have a lot more uh, success stories on how people have been using this to to help their Amazon businesses. Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to it. All right, we'll see you at the uh, Prosper Show. Yep, sounds good. Thanks.